on this week's episode of The Fizz, we open up with a little good news, bad news. After that, we move into Michigan canceling their game with OSU for the first time in 100 plus years. After that, me and JU talk about our three worst Christmas gifts we've ever received. Then we get into the NFL with the Lions and Bills, give you our locks of the week, and then move into over under. Thank you again for tuning into episode 47. We can't wait to provide you a great show. So now, let's get into the fizz. Chomp with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Chomp with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then okay, pop Okay, we poppin' champagne pop like we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship plane. Cause I ball hard. Don't be me by harder. I am the bird man. Yeah, I am Jake Pyro. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of The Fizz. Hello everyone, thank you for joining us on this Wednesday evening. You'll be listening to this on Thursday during the day. I hope everyone had a great week. I am in an undisclosed location, downtown Detroit, with my co-host J.U. Colcrick. J.U., how are we doing today? I'm good, Frank. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. How was your week, my friend? My week's good. I got some uh, exciting news. Um, I'll save that for the good news, bad news of the week, but uh, my week's good. Okay, awesome. Study. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we got some big news. Your news is going to be better than mine, um, I'm assuming here. So what I'm doing now, what we're doing now to start this show before we get going is I just kind of want to port on some good news and some bad news. Um, that we may have had this week. Um, and I will kick it off here with my good news of the week. Um, today, I found out in a tweet that the NHL is trying to come back on January 13th with a 56-game schedule. And for all the Detroiters out there who probably didn't know this, because I didn't know this either until I stumbled upon it over the past couple of days, January 13th is actually... Steve Eiserman Day in Michigan. That's that's real. Uh, Jennifer Granholm named it Steve Eiserman Day back in 2007 after his retirement. Um, so right there, right there in general, hockey coming back on Steve Eiserman Day in Michigan. That's that's my good news. Good luck topping that. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what's your bad news? Are we going to my good news first? Uh, let's yeah, go to let's go to my good yeah. News. Let's, yeah. Let's go to good yeah. News. So yeah, my good news is you know it's exciting news. Uh, the Call Creek, we're expanding our family, and uh, you know we found out this week that we're going to be having a, our first child. Will be a baby girl. Woo! It's a girl. <laughs> it's a girl. It's a girl. Cue the air horn. That is exhilarating, Ju. Congratulations to you and your wife. That is very exciting. Thank you. Appreciate it. We're excited about it. And this is your first offspring. First offspring. That you know about, right? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Very nice. That's awesome. Very exciting. Um, I still think mine's a little cooler, but you know, good news for you as well. I love that. Um, all right, and then my bad news of the week, um, which kind of leads to like a little bit of a funny story here. But I don't know if you saw this headline, Ju. I saw another one today. Very funny that rats, rats have taken over a Manhattan uh, Chipotle, and mm. and they are they've it's literally infested like a main Chipotle in Manhattan. They are chewing through the avocado boxes and biting the employees. <laughs> so just when you thought you're in the middle of Manhattan and you have to worry about COVID nineteen, now you got to deal with 
the rats. The rats. And, well, they left the subways. Yeah, they left the subways. You know, I wonder, you know, there's not many people around, so, you know, the rats are just taking It's the rat rise up. I have a rat story, J.U., if you want to hear what this. What is your rat story? So when I used to live in Chicago, me and three of my buddies, post-college, it was a shit show, we moved to Wrigleyville. Ooh. And when we moved to Wrigleyville, it was the same year that the Cubs were redoing Wrigley Field. They were, like, doing major renovations to, like, update it to bring it into the 20th century. And during that time, there was, like, a notice put out in Wrigley that, like, the rats were rampant. <laughs> so we move into this house, and the rats are in our walls. And we don't know anything of this. We're just living there. And then one night, we hear them, and there's rats crawling in the walls. And we go to the movies one night. Um, I come home. I got a box of Bunch of Crunch. I put the bunch of crunch next to the bed, and we chill in the living room for a little bit. I go to bed. There's a big hole in the bunch of crunch box. What exactly is bunch of crunch? Bunch. Of, so you know a crunch bar? Do, no. do you know what a crunch bar is? Like, it's like the, the chocolate bar? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So bunch of crunch are just like balls of those. Like they're just like, you can like eat them by the handful. They're like okay. shaped like popcorn, but it's just like chocolate covered rice balls. That's oh. what they are. Oh, that sounds terrible. You don't like that? No. That's like my movie go-to snack. Nah, Swedish fish. Oh, I love Swedish fish too. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the fish, <laughs> but we had, uh, but yeah, we had rats all through the house, Ju. And then one day I'm on the phone. I'm looking at the ceiling while I'm on the phone. Rat crawls over my leg. Uh, we have to call the landlord. Uh, get the rats removed. <laughs> they gave us. So they they tried to deny this. They tried to get rid of the rats. Uh, they don't get rid of the rats. We we get a month free of rent. And at that time, you know, right out of college, we're broke oh, as shit. You're loving it. We were chilling with the rats. I was smoking <laughs> pot with the rats, too. It was great. We're drinking, smoking with the rats. So, you know, we moved. We moved after two months. But that is my rat story, and that was my bad news of the week. What do you got for bad news? See, that was, I didn't think that was really bad news. It was, you know, kind of funny news. It was, it was more of like a weird headline segue for me to tell my rat story. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, my bad news <laughs> of the week is just how embarrassed I was on Saturday. Uh-oh. Just when I sat and watched that Michigan State-Ohio State game, mm. and we were just out-coached. We were, there was bad play calling, predictable play calling, bad tackling, the lack of enthusiasm, the lack of just pride in wearing that green and white was so disappointing. And that's just something that, I get it, Ohio State is a, it's a you know powerhouse year after year in and year out, but there comes a time when someone comes to your house and tries to break into your house and steal from your family. You have to step up and fight back. I don't feel we fought back playing against a O line D line coach who was the interim head coach that day. Ohio State were missing how many players? Twenty three. Twenty three players. Uh, a lot of them, you know, we couldn't take advantage of the center. You know, the first half, he had terrible snaps. We couldn't take advantage of those things. It was just absolutely embarrassing to watch that game. Very confusing team this year, this Michigan State team. Uh, Jekyll and Hyde. You never know who you're going to get from week to week. It's unreal that we, uh, you know, I mean, well, Michigan's kind of ass now, and they don't even want to play football. So, you know, but we beat Michigan. We, we beat Northwestern. Um, right. You know, and I, uh, Michigan State, 23-point dog. I teased that up to 30, and they could not cover. Right. You know, I, I bet a case of beer on the game straight up. No, you lost. Because that's the pride I have in Michigan State. <laughs> Just like the Michigan game, I bet 100 bucks on the game straight up. 
you know, just the same way. But it's just, it was just absolutely, the thing that just made me sick about it was just seeing how poorly we played, poorly we were coached, and just the effort that, that I saw there. Yeah, yeah, and you never know what you're going to get. And obviously this year, uh, I think with that one win over Michigan, Mel was good for the rest of the year. Like, to be honest, like you get the pass on the COVID year and the shortened season and whatever this Big Ten year is. But it'll be very, I'm very curious to see how, what Michigan State's identity is, you know, moving forward after this year. So we'll find out. You know, I didn't expect them. I thought 30, we'd be in the clear. Apparently not. Right. Ohio State's a different breed. Yep. Um, but sticking in that college vein, let's talk about now. Normally, professional sports podcasts, but you being the MSU stud that you are, and the biggest news in football, at least locally, has gotta be has gotta be Michigan canceling this OSU game. I believe for the first time ever, or the first time in 108 years, something like that. Michigan's not playing. Ohio State this weekend in the biggest rivalry in sports. Right, exactly. And, you know, yeah, that that's absolutely crazy. It's a shame, you know, that happens. But, you know, going into it and everything, I don't totally put the blame all on Michigan. Oh, it's more fun, too. Oh, yeah, it's definitely more fun, too. As much as I would love to sit here and just absolutely shit on Harbaugh, shit on University of Michigan their program, their fans, their school, everything about Maize and Blue. But I have to put a lot of the blame on the Big Ten Conference. Okay. Uh, because, you know, the Big Ten Conference sat on their high horse. They felt they're bigger, better than everybody. And, yes, I have Big Ten pride through and through. I think Big Ten football is the best football in all of the land. Wow. But. Shout out SEC. Screw the SEC. There it is. You heard it here first. You know, but. I just feel the Big Ten Conference, at the beginning of the year, they thought they were the smartest person in the room when they decided they weren't going to play football. Wouldn't They're, even discuss it. Right, wouldn't discuss it. They said, we're going to not play, and then we're going to play in the spring. And then they saw everyone else said, fuck you, Big Ten, we're going to play. Yep. And this, oh shit, you know, these teams are getting high ratings. That TV money's looking good. This is looking good. Oh, let's do this. Let's throw together a season, say we're going to play, and we're going to have such a condensed schedule, but you have to play six games. And, you know, if you don't, you can't. You won't be eligible for the Big Ten title game and blah, 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 because we're the Big Ten. We have the smartest doctors. We have the smartest ADs. We have the smartest chancellors. And we're going to screw these kids. So I blame the Big Ten Conference on this. I love that take. I mean, I absolutely love that take. I'm glad you laid it out that way because, I mean, they, you know, they, they originally said, no, we're not playing football. They didn't discuss how they were going to how they were they didn't even discuss the possibility of playing football then they see other people playing football and on top of that the outcry oh god the outcry oh and then wait are you losing money did money have something to do with this yeah, yeah. other sports fall off if you don't play football and you didn't have any plan and you were too hard ass to think of a plan or even discuss a plan um, and then you try to do an eight week scheduled season with no room for cancellations and now you're sitting here with the only reason to watch the Big Ten, Ohio State, potentially losing the opportunity to go to the Final Four. Right, exactly. And I think Ohio State has a team this year that can make a deep run. And I think Justin Fields is the best quarterback in college football right now. Yeah. Better than 
Lawrence at uh, Clemson um, better than uh, the kid at Alabama. That's a hot take. Yeah. Oh, he's Justin Fields is the bet the best quarterback in college football right now. Wow. A lot of people would argue Trevor Lawrence there, but you know I'll lean on you for this one. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, let me just jump real quick there. A lot of people argue Trevor Lawrence this year. Look at where the NFL's going. Mm-hmm. Are they going more with a Trevor Lawrence type of quarterback that's a pocket guy, mm-hmm. or are they going more with a Justin Fields guy? You got Mahomes. You got. Um, um, Lamar. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Hell, even look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen moves. You know, those guys. That's where the league's going now. I just, the only thing, I will, I'm not arguing that at all. I will just say that those guys are very early in their career, you know. So I'm very curious to see. You're already, you know, I'm, I'm curious to watch how much less they run throughout their career. Because that, that is going to happen, no matter what. I even feel like you're watching Mahomes only take off when he's in the clear. You know, Lamar's still a freak. And I maybe he'll be a freak his whole career. I have no idea. But you have to imagine that he will slow down and they will stand in that pocket a little more. Just just throwing that out there for longevity's sake. Exactly. They'll do that in in the next, you know, two, three years of the time. But they're going to make all those splash plays right now. Use the, use the legs while you got them. Use the legs while you got them. Use the legs to carry the bags of money that they're going to get. Yeah. And once they get their second contract... That's when they're gonna sit. Well, Mahomes already he's a half a billy, and uh, yeah. you know, and you know that's when they're gonna sit back and be like, yeah, you know what? I don't need a run. Business decision. Exactly. Maybe I don't need these four yards. Um, you, you know, you, you know who I see? I think I see it with. Um, and you've watched it, the running go down a little bit in their career. Russell Wilson. Um, and the also side note here. Side note about Russell Wilson: when he takes off and runs, um, he baits you into taking his head off. Um, baseball player, he knows that drop slide. It's when you come up too high with a tag, you know, and they think you're just going to give up and you drop down and you just slide under and hit the base. Right. That's what he does when he takes off running. So as a defender, you're not allowed to tackle him, but he's not sliding. He's not giving up. So you go to hit him. He drops. Your head hits his head. That's 15 yards. Exactly. And, you're, and you can't hit precious Russell Wilson. We right. All, we all know that. So that's just a little side note about Russell there. But, um, well, what do you what do you think the the with this? Let's go back to this uh, Ohio State Michigan. What do you think the Ohio State? Do you think they deserve a shot at the national title game, yes. even if they don't play? Yes, just because I think they're so sick. Now, uh, do you think the Big Ten's going to change the rules? I think I think they already are looking into it today. Mm-hmm. I think I think either way, Ohio State will either find a game to play. I've heard that A and M is willing to do this. Maybe on a Monday night. It's twenty twenty. Everything's fucking weird. I've also heard that the Big Ten might change the rule and. They're going to like there. There is, I think, hell or high water. Ohio State is at least going to be eligible for the Final Four. Whether they make it or not, I don't know. But my guess would be, they like to see the Big Ten in the Final Four. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think, uh, you know, Ohio State they shouldn't move it to Monday night or anything like that. They should play Saturday, just like uh, BYU played uh, East Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Coastal Carolina. The game was scheduled on Thursday. They played Saturday, and that was one of the funnest football game I've seen in the last ten years. Yeah, that was a wild game. Yeah, that was a wild game. Um, so yeah, I mean, I you know, and then the argument becomes like, does a nine and one, uh, an eight and one SEC team should they get the nod over a five and zero, oh, <laughs> you know, five and zero, oh, a six and zero oh Ohio State team? You know, and I think it's a fair argument. Um, I still just, the eye test, I just think Ohio State should be there. I don't think that's a fair argument. I think um, the SEC's top-heavy mm-hmm. year in and year out. It's your traditional, your Alabamas, your, you know, LSU, those teams that are up top there. Auburn. 
Auburn and you know those those different teams like that and I think the Big Ten conference is such a tough hard-nosed conference that they beat each other up week in and week out mm-hmm. that the SEC doesn't get that even this year you think the Big Ten still I mean I think this year the Big Ten looked a little bit soft I mean I think it looked a little weak I think they look they, they were a little down than this year but I was still Put money on the Big Ten teams against uh, some SEC teams. Yeah, I put money I'll, on Ohio State. I'll, I'll put um, <laughs> I'll put money on um, on Northwestern versus Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that'd be a wild matchup. Uh, Ole Miss can get that O going. They're gonna be scared. I mean, Lane, that, that's Lane, right? That's Lane that Kiff. Is Lane. That, that's Kiff. Yeah, they're gonna wherever he goes. There's always some. There's always some magic and some felonies. Um, so I love Lane, by the way. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's <laughs> he's electric. He's absolutely electric. Um, okay, so. So we've talked a lot about you know the what this means for canceling the game for OSU, but now I do want to transition you know and I'll try to I mean I'm not going to try to be biased or anything like that or try to be uh, unbiased I mean but what does this say about Michigan because for me what they're saying is 45 players out total for this game um, and it's and what I read is it's not all COVID related I heard the number of COVID related uh, players out for this game is anywhere from 15 to 25. But again, we don't know the full gamut of numbers. Um, so it's easy to say Michigan copped out of this one because they didn't want to get embarrassed again by Ohio State. It's fun to say Michigan copped out. I, I would like to say that. I'm yeah. going to say that. I'm going to say that as well. Yeah. But I'm going to ultimately blame it on the Big Ten. Yeah. You know, if I'm having a serious conversation. But if I'm at the bar drinking some some blue lights. Yes, sir. I'm going to definitely say Michigan copped yeah. out. Yeah, I've seen a lot of great photoshops. You know how Michigan runs those flags out um, with the, you know, the big M. I've seen them all photoshopped with white flags. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just... I, I think Harbaugh was scared of the graphics that we're going to show during that game because those are great screenshots for Twitter. Um, it just really isn't a good look, no matter which way you slice it for Michigan. No, maybe. it's not a good look uh, for for the you know for this team. It's not a good look for the administration, and it's definitely not a good look for recruiting. Uh, recruiting is is really where uh, I was thinking about it, just in a, in a selfish Michigan State sense. Yeah, because it's... because you got Mister Cool. Fucking Mel Tucker. I mean, I don't know if I just got blinders on, but that guy's one of the coolest looking coaches in sports. Uh, badass. And then you got Harbaugh who's popping his top, you know, with the khakis on, having sleepovers with the kickers. I don't know. I don't know. It just to me, it just seems like state seems like the better place to want to go right now. Yeah, state does seem like the better place to go right now. But Mel better, you know, put um, ash those cigars out and start. You know, really transforming this program right now because right now I'm not, I'm not happy. Yeah. I'm not a happy former Spartan with just the way this season went. I love the fact that we beat Michigan. Yeah, same. I love the fact we beat Northwestern, but you know, nine turnovers to Rutgers, um, just poor tackling, just the enthusiasm, the energy. Um, Mel starting to be like. Uh, Brady Hope just clapping on the sidelines, starting to be like Jason Garrett. Just all he's doing is clapping. Okay. And uh, I, I just want, I want to see some result. I want to see. I don't care right now. I don't care win or loss. I care about a team coming into Spartan Stadium. Or the call. If you're in that locker room there, you call it the woodshed. Mm-hmm. All right. 
I want to see a team come in there and know at the end of the day they got their asses kicked physically. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the scoreboard says. And right now, I do not see that. I see, you know, teams coming in there and treating Michigan State like a homecoming game. You know what about homecoming games, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you win pick, those games. You win your homecoming games. Yeah, we would get Indiana every year. Exactly. I see Michigan State is trending now to the doormat of the Big Ten. And we because we lost to the doormat of the Big Ten, Rutgers. Yeah, and that's fair. And that's fair. I absolutely I absolutely see you there. And, and, you know, you were running back there. You know a lot more than I do. I will say, at least in my circle of, you know, pretty big football fans of Michigan State, we are pretty much washing this year out. We are not blaming – I'm not blaming them for it. I'm not that mad at it. I see where you're coming from, and I'm glad you are that mad about it because someone needs to be. But I, right now, am going COVID, shortened year, Mel's first year, got in late, we'll be all right. Yeah, I give all that stuff I give them a pass on. Yeah. But you can't give a pass on effort. Fair. You can't give a pass on on the fact that you gotta, you can't go in there and just hit someone in the mouth. Yeah. You can't give a pass on that. Yeah. Mel right now is smoking mirrors at me with his Twitter and his pictures, and it's working. Yeah, you it's love working. It. It's working. You love it's, it. It's working. He looks so fucking cool. <laughs> and I don't know who his social media guy is, but he's absolutely fucking <laughs> ripping it. Um, okay. Last note on this, um, just because I feel like we haven't talked about it enough, is what do you feel is the next step for uh, Harbaugh? Yeah, no, yeah. Cracker open. Uh, what do you like? Like, is. So I'm hearing um, from Ward. Uh, their, 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 was their, their AD? Is that who Ward is? Yeah. Yes. He is the one, like, saying he's working on a contract with Harbaugh, and it's going to be a one-year incentive-laced kind of deal, which isn't really normal for college, you know? Like, you see that in the pros, but you don't really see that in college when you're trying to build a program. He's in year seven, um, and you're not hearing much about his contract, and it's kind of the elephant in the room at Michigan. What do you think happens with Harbaugh after this season and beyond? Well, overall, I think Harbaugh's in the driver's seat. No matter what happens, he's in the driver's seat. He can he can walk back to the NFL based off his track record in the NFL and He's gonna. He can get if he says. Head coach walk back to the NFL. He can walk back to the NFL and be the head coach. He could be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Uh, next year, if he wanted to. Um, maybe the Chargers. Hopefully not the Chargers. Yeah, I know. I know your boy. I know your boy. But <laughs> but man. maybe you but know West he likes Coast. the West Coast. He loves yeah, the West Coast. Loves the West yeah. Coast. And new and new young quarterback. Exactly. Yikes. Yeah, but um, you know they can't they can't give him a one year contract. Um, that's bad on uh, that's bad on Michigan's administration's part. All based on the fact about recruiting again, you know. Is you want security. Yeah, you want stability. When when you're a kid, when you're sitting in a in a parent's living room and you're talking to them, and you're saying, you know, I want your son to come to my school for the next four years, get his degree from there, and then if I'm a father and you know a coach is sitting, I'm going to be like, well, coach, are you going to be there for the next four years? Right. You know, you have a one-year contract. The other point with that, too, is uh, signing uh, efficient assistants. You know, assistants don't want to come work for a one-year guy. Exactly. They want to know they're going to be somewhere. You know, they got to move their families, all that right. stuff. It's that all, all that stability. But, um, you know, I think that all the smoke and mirrors about the mystique and prestige about University of Michigan, I think he won't have a problem signing assistants to come in and work for him. But I just think it's going to hit him um, recruiting-wise. And I think he's in the driver's seat. When it comes to that, because he can say, "No, I don't want a one-year contract. Yeah. If you know, I can get a job in the NFL 
like that. Mm-hmm. I don't need to. I don't need this. Yeah, I don't need it. I don't need you this. Know, you either give me a four-year deal, you know, for some ungodly amount of money. And, uh, you know, me personally, as a Michigan State fan, and Keep I hope Please. he stays. Same. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Please, God, stay. Please, I could do this Michigan dance all yeah. Every year, I can I do this. Every I love, year. I love his antics. I yep. love his his facial expressions. I, I love, love everything he, about yeah, it. Love that he can't beat Ohio State. Loves that he loses to us every other year. I mean, I just, I love it. I'm all for it. Uh, and I think they look silly. I will say, here's my thoughts. Number one, if that's true with the the deal that they're going to give him, uh, give Harbaugh that deal, I think one Ward wants to say, well, I gave him a deal. I gave him, a, I off, I didn't fire him. I, right. I, I offered him a contract. He chose to he walk chose out. He chose to walk out. Okay, right. so that that stupid game. Let it be known for the record, I gave him a contract. Right. Number one, there. Number two, uh, me and buddies had a conversation. I think, um, and I had to kind of put the shoe on the other foot here. Harbaugh, uh, I think, really is loved by the boosters and the donors uh, because he gets in there and he tells old Michigan tales and he's the Michigan man with the khakis and he looks the part. And I think he gets real, uh, gets those Michigan fans real like their Jimmy's really fucking rustled about the good old Michigan days. Their khakis? Yeah, and all of it. I just think he gets them, you know, going. Yeah. You know, it's... it's um. You know, it's like if if Magic Johnson came back. I mean, not as big. Like this would be much. You know, if Magic Johnson came back and started coaching the basketball team, and he was doing terrible. That's you know, as a Spartan, you you don't want to get rid of Magic Johnson. I fire his ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but like I was I was thinking about it in the terms of you know I'm a huge Red Wings fan. If Steve Eiserman loses for the next 15 years, I'll probably just keep saying well, you know hang in there. Like we're fine. Just because it's hard to, you know, you don't want to see your heroes fail. Well, yeah, I, I get it. And I, I think you're 100% right that he has an in with the boosters and the, the, some of the alumni when he does go to, like, you know, the kickoff events and yeah. the, every, the, his weekly show and everything like that. He, you're right. He sits there and talks about the glory days about Michigan, just like true Michigan fans do. It's just talk about the glory days. And, um, you know, they love it. And that's why they continue to, you know, put up with his antics, put up with everything that, ha- that he does and, you know, put up with the results that he puts on the field there. But, um, you know, it, it, it comes to a point where, you know, like you said, you know, you either if you're if you're not, it's like um, an undisciplined team on the field. And, you know, you're getting penalties, you're getting, you know, stupid plays and everything like that. And it comes down on the coach. If you're not coaching it, you're letting it happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with, with the boosters and everything like that. If they're not putting the heat on them, that, yeah, it's great. We love hearing your stories. But at the end of the day, we want results. And it's the same thing that I'm saying as a Spartan with Mel Tucker. Yeah. It's great. Your mystique, your persona. You can be smoking Twitter, a cigar. The, you can be on the grill. The you graphics. can be petting your dogs. Yeah. You know, everything like that. Relentless, relentless, relentless. You look so cool. But at the end of the day, you uh. really do love Mel. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, it's a, re- it's a results-driven business. All right? It's a mm-hmm. results-driven business. And at the end of the day... You know, um, Michigan, you know, with a 30,000 enrollment or whatever it is, Michigan State, 52,000 enrollment. These are the kids that walk the streets every single day. These are the kids that go back to their hometown mm-hmm. and their friends or the people that hated on them in high school say, oh, yeah, you go to this school, you're not winning, you ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Even though these kids are pumping gas or doing something different. Mm-hmm. But this coach is getting paid so much money mm-hmm. and all the shit's not going on him. It's going on these kids. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it starts at the top, works its way down. 
results, results, results. Amen. If you're not if on the field, if you're not producing, what happens? You get yanked. Yeah. You get fired. Well, I think he's definitely still around because of his name and his history. And he's exactly. But we are going into, this is year seven, going into year eight. And that's the most I've ever talked about Michigan. All right. So we know that talking about the demise of Michigan football is a early Christmas gift for me and Ju over here. Jay, Facts. Yeah, f- former uh, Michigan State running back. If I have never mentioned that before, um, but now I just want to, you know, Ju, we got the holidays coming around here, and I'm going to be honest. Like me and my sister had a conversation. We're not getting each other gifts this year. Uh, my my sister, my brother-in-law. Me and my wife even agreed on a couple things for the house. We already got it for each other. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of the Christmas stuff, the gifts are overrated. They're a little more worked up than they need to be. Everyone gets real crazy around the holiday times. Um, And, you know, sometimes you just get some gifts that they just suck. Right. They just suck ass. Um, So, you know, I want to know for you, let's go through our top three worst Christmas gifts you've ever received and why i'm gonna start with you what is the what is the third worst christmas gift you've ever received of all time the third worst christmas gift i've received and i hope this person's not listening Mm. uh, my neighbor your neighbor got you a gift this is what i mean neighbors don't need to be getting gifts no no this was when i was younger all these are from like two of them are from when i was younger and then one of them are the number one worst gift was in my adulthood. Okay, I got two adults and one childhood. Yeah, one. so I got two childhood okay. and one adult. Okay. So this one, my neighbor, she got me a pair of fuzzy socks. Okay, fuzzy socks. Like, fuzzy socks. Like girly? Are they? Were they? Yeah, like they feminine? were like. Yeah, and they had like like things poking out of it, and like it was like just fuzzy socks. She just missed. Totally missed. Did she have a crush on you? No, she was an older neighbor. How am I supposed to know this? I said she, I was a, I was a wee lad. You can have younger neighbors. I thought maybe she had a crush. She just wanted to give you some no. socks. So I will say what I do hate too is people, you know, like in commercials and stuff, they'll say like, "Don't get socks again for Christmas." Like, I if they're not fuzzy little girly ones, like I don't mind socks. Like if you're gonna get me some Nike dry fits or a nice pair of dress socks or something like that. I don't like having to buy socks for myself. So when I get a good pair that someone else gets me, please get me some cool socks. I like I like a good pair of dress socks. Yeah, yeah. I do. I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of those. I appreciate that. Yeah. Or if like my parents were to get me, you know, like a pack of just the, you know, some ankle high or like calf high uh, dry fits, Nike dry fits, I'm all for them. Right. Um, okay. So number three on my list, I actually got this um, a couple of years ago. Made no sense at all. Um Got it from my dad. My dad's on here twice. Uh, my dad gets me some good gifts, but then he'll just get me some things that are just so out of left field. Um, but he got me um, a, a can opener, a manual can opener. Um, it had no, there was nothing to it. I'm not talking about something from Sharper Image, if that's even a thing anymore. It wasn't like you plug it in, it you know, it opens the can, souffles the shit, like nothing. It was just... A good old can opener, and the reason I thought of this is because I found it in my basement the other day because the can opener he got me. This is like, you know, I'm like 28, and he gets me this thing. Like, I got a house, like, you know, I got yeah, I got my well, wife, like, she, we got a can opener. Well, no, it's like every man needs a good can opener. <laughs> yeah, and there was nothing special about this, and I don't remember ever in my life my dad even making me, like, a bowl of soup. Did so, you go camping when what, you were a kid? Did absolutely you do... not. <laughs> no. <laughs> see, I can see. Yeah. You know, you get a can opener for when you go camping. And I, these are fair questions, <laughs> and I see what you're trying to do, and you're trying to find, well, maybe this, maybe that. Remember, I was like, well, maybe the girl had a crush on you. Like, I understand these are 
are fair questions. I'm glad you're asking them, but no, no. It still has the tag on it. It's in my basement. There was no gift receipt. I don't get it. It was a Rubbermaid brand can opener. That's my number three on my list. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah, and my dad my dad comes in at number one again. So uh, <laughs> I will kick it back to you for, for number two. Number two. This takes me back to, I believe I was in grade five. Five. Yes. Good grade. Yes. Good grade. Yeah. Good grade. Can't complain about grade five. No, I was I, I had more fun in grade grade six I had better memories than grade five, but grade five is all right. Yeah, grade five is good. Yeah. yeah. Um homeroom teacher, Mrs. Carpenter. Yeah. Great I had, lady. Yeah, I had Miss Carrie. I didn't like her. I loved Mrs. Carpenter. She was a great lady. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Miss Carrie was a little unstable. She like told us about her, her divorce like way too early. And we were too young. We didn't know, <laughs> right. we didn't know about that at right. all. Yeah. So But anyway, so in grade five we have um we did Secret Santas. Yeah. Okay. Fun. For our home. Yeah. Great Fun. stuff. So Exhilarating. We, we went out. I, I told my mom, you know, hey, I got my Secret Santa. We went out and I wanted to get the best present for my Secret Santa. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I got this, like this Transformer kind of like thing, that action figure that yeah. talked and you could move and the shot lasers oh, and shit. Yeah. That's I like was, electric. I was proud. <laughs> I walked like, like, um, you were Santa Claus. Yeah, you yeah, were Santa. Like I was like the pig from Charlotte's Web walking <laughs> when he won the blue ribbon. Yeah, you know to deliver my secret Santa gift, and the gift I received in return, and I shit you not, I cannot make this up. Oh God, I got. It was two. It was a pack, a two pack, of nine volt batteries. What? A pack of nine volt batteries? Yes, but it had two in it. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. At yeah. least they sprung for the double pack. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. Nine volt batteries. Did they think you had? Now you got to ask the questions. Did they think you had a toy or something? Had you talked about batteries? I had never was, talked was your, about was batteries. Your nick, was your nickname the juice in fifth grade? <laughs> like I don't like. Never talked about batteries. I got a pack. Were you um, the Energizer Bunny? I'm just trying to find. It wasn't Energizer. It was no, a Duracell. Dur- well, it's a little bit of a better brand, so at least they, you know, they didn't skimp on the batteries. <laughs> right, but fucking nine volt batteries. That sucks, and you got them a transformer. Yeah, that's insane. that fucking shot lasers and talked. Yeah, that's unreal. That's bad. That's yeah. a really bad one. I hate to see what your number one is because that's really bad. Um, that's that's funny. So number two for me, um, and this one, it was just ba- I felt I felt really bad about it too. So. Back in the day, my family used to do a bunch of running around on Christmas. We'd go to, like, uh, four different houses, and, the, and we'd always do this last stop at my cousin's. And by the time we got to my cousin's, um, they had already opened their gifts, but we, you know, we would exchange gifts. Like, my family would show up, and we'd exchange gifts with the cousins there, but, like, we saw other family, whatever. It's a whole thing, right? So they open their gifts at a certain time. I'd come late. I open the gifts. i come there. i see all the cousins, like, all the cousins, like, on this one side of my family, it was pretty much all girls. Like, it was me and then, like, all girls. And I get there, and they all got these Furbies. You know, Furbies were oh, a big deal yeah. then. They got Furbies. The Furbies. And I, like, my family used to make fun of them. I start making fun of them. Like, I'm just like, I mean, you already see where this is going. And I start <laughs> dusting these Furbies up, like, publicly. Like, I'm kind of getting some laughs. Like, I'm getting some juice from the parents. Like, they're liking it. I'm putting on a good routine oh, here. you're just good. My cousin, my little cousin starts, like, crying because oh, boy. sure as shit, that she had picked me out oh. my own special Furby. 
Um, and then I open it, and it's like this whole awkward thing between me, my aunt, the cousins. My aunt feels really bad. I feel worse. My dad wants to beat me behind the garage. But were, were they all laughing when you were going on your routine? Yeah, they were. Because the cousins, the cousins were the one was crying who bought me it. And then, you know, like, so, and then my dad wants to just whoop my ass for, you know, being such a fucking loudmouth um, and hurting my aunt's feelings. So that one um, was just a bad. Well, was the aunt laughing? Uh, no, the aunt, I just made, no, not really. I made her feel really bad oh, okay. because she got me a gift and she normally got me great gifts and she always has, but this one was just, you know, swinging a miss. I wasn't into Furbies, but you know, to her credit, who the fuck knows what kids are into that day, those days. And all the girl cousins loved them. And I just thought they were fucking weird and creepy. They were weird and creepy. They were very creepy. That was, that was a scolding hot take at the time though. Yeah. Yeah. Furbies. Yeah, Furby. Yep. Returned it. So, all right. Number one, what do we got? What was worse than nine volt batteries, Jay? Well, uh, yeah, so this was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's the story around it. Yeah, so this is my in my adulthood now. So this is my uh, rookie year in the NFL. Mm. I'm dating this girl. Hell yeah. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I got a little change in my pocket yeah, now. You, do, you know, yeah. I'm in New York City. Yeah. You know, I'm walking around, you know, going to the mall, doing this, <laughs> doing that. I'll take one of those, two of those. Yeah. Whatever. I get this girl this beautiful diamond necklace. Yeah. Over three grand. Wow. Yeah, you know, great girl. Nothing to you at the time. Well, yeah, NFL know, running back yeah. in New York City. You know, so I go there, and once again, chest puffed out. Yeah. Proud as shit. Yeah. Trucking people on the streets. You know, yeah. yeah, you know, give give her the gift. She loves it. She smiles. She cries. Hugs <laughs> me. Kisses me. And then she's like, "Okay, oh, I got something for you." She brings this thing. It's a night. It's a big. Gift is wrapped big. I was like, okay, you know, nice. See, I myself, I would prefer just a nice little watch. Yeah, okay. something like that. You know, something you know, nothing too expensive, nothing too crazy. No big deal. I open it, and she is sitting there, like literally grinning ear to ear, because she feels so proud of this gift. Right. It was a tin of those popcorn that comes with the dividers with the caramel, yeah, butter and, and the cheddar. cheddar. Yeah. Yes. That was it. That was it. Are you kidding me? Yes. Was your name engraved on the tin? No. It was one of those stupid Santa with yeah. the sleigh. <laughs> with like the dramatic <laughs> yes. painting of Santa yes. that some guy drew in the 50s. Yes. And it's stuck on the can ever since. Yes. A tin of popcorn. Those remind me of like the corporate gifts. Like, ah, here Ex we got like, exactly. don't forget your giant fucking obnoxious tin of popcorn. Exactly. Where you just punish the cheddar side. I punished the caramel side. Do you? Yeah. I was more cheddar, but I, I would like, I'd say I'd go like three caramel, then some. You got to mix it up. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so that, and she's sitting there and, and then I Are have Are you a big to, popcorn guy? Not like that. I didn't know. Like, yeah. no, there was right. nothing, there was never a thing where it was like, <laughs> wow, I really love a three decker tub of popcorn. Yeah. Never. And it was never a thing like that. And now I have to pretend like I'm so excited That's over the worst. this thing. That's the worst. Yeah, and it's like... And you're... Now, now and then, other <laughs> side of that is you're pretty pissed. You just dropped, you know, three Gs on the necklace. Right! For, and you got popcorn. Popcorn. That'll last till next Christmas. <laughs> exactly. That's tough. Yeah. That's so, wild to me. Just yeah. some people, don't, I don't know. Yeah. You just are like, what? Fucking popcorn. Yeah, that is tough. And every time I see that popcorn now, I think of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's that's great. Well, I'm going to get you popcorn every year. <laughs> Watch your wife slowly hate me. <laughs> she um, knows about that story, too, by the way. <laughs> well, she does now. 
Um, so number one here uh, for me, that's a great popcorn story, but number one uh, for me, very similar to number three, just more obscure. Um, good old dad coming in hot, <laughs> coming in hot with um, with a plastic dustpan with equipped with brush. That's it. That's all there is to it, Jay. It was just a dustpan, plastic blue dustpan. Again, this is in, I'm living in a house. I'm grown up. I got dustpans. I can go to the... Were you... Now... This was... I was in shock. Was it wrapped? Uh, Yeah, it was in a bag. It was in a bag with, like, the paper. Like, my dad clearly put this all together himself. (laughs) And it wasn't, like... uh, it wasn't, like, really wrapped. You know, like, I think newspaper was, like... Was he ribbing you? What? Was he ribbing you? you? You never know with my dad. He's always, <laughs> he's always like, messing around, but I don't think he was... I don't think he was, like, I'm going to get him with this. <laughs> I think he was, like... Like, he put some thought behind he it. He was probably, like, I don't know, this dirty fuck, like, it, needs to sweep things up, and there's no way this... This is my this is me giving my dad's inner monologue, you know, like, ah, uh, this, you know, this dirty fuck probably would never think to buy this. Right. But you need it when you... When you need dust sw- well, swept every up. man needs a good dustpan. That's true. It's not that great of one. I bought one that's nicer. But he got me, <laughs> like, he got it, and I still have it, and it's in my garage. But that was just, you know, that was, there was a few years there where he would just get me, like, very obscure, like, very, like, stuff you grab at a store, like, on the, at, at the checkout. You never right. go to get it. And nice then he's like, oh, we need, we need one of those. Right. So that was, that was, um, that was, that was it. That was number one for my dad. And I just remember being like, what the <laughs> and I think the dustpan came after the can opener, so it was like uh, just like all right. I guess this is what yeah, I get. Oh. It's it's like your manhood. Yeah. You know, you get a can opener and then a, du- du- a dustpan. Yeah, I'd rather just... him get me like a leaf blower and like a no, yeah, a truck. Leaf, no, I'm leaf, kidding. <laughs> leaf blowers are nice. Yeah, so no, are trucks. <laughs> but hey, you know, you know, Dad, if yeah, you know, if you are hearing this, yeah, I appreciate the stuff you got me. And my dad does. He did give me his leaf blower and his snow blower, so it's not like he hasn't given me that stuff stuff either. So I don't want to discredit him too much. If I were getting you a gift, Ju, I would get you a train set because dude, I <laughs> fucking love trains. When I was a young kid, when I was a young lad, the Juju train. Yes, I had trains. All the time. Did you really? Yes. Before the nickname. Before the nickname. So that's great. Yeah. Because I would kid? love to see you, like, Big J.U. in the conductor shit, the hat, the whistle, like, setting up your little Christmas nativity scene around the little I town. I tried getting my wife to, for us to get a <laughs> train a, a room. Train. train room. No, this year <laughs> for around the Christmas tree. Really? Yeah, she wouldn't go for it. But no I way. Had, I had a great train set when I was a young kid. It yeah. It was, like, all, like, the real steel and tin yeah. train cars and everything and like you're going around the tracks and you actually saw a little spark yeah and stuff i was like holy shit my uncle had a crazy one like a yeah. whole room of his basement like uh the soprano style whoever had it in some fucking soprano uh-huh. the husband of jane forgot his name but yeah that's what i would get you and it seems like i would fucking nail it so maybe i'll just get you a train conductor hat. <laughs> i'll get you a Dustbuster. There you go. I appreciate that. That'll work a little better than my fucking dustpan. All right. Well, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Hope your gifts are better than the six we just listed. <laughs> so we just talked about poor Christmas gifts, shitty things to happen in December. Speaking of shitty things in December, let's move to our Detroit Lions. Yay. <laughs> Week 13, the fun doesn't stop, especially when you're a Lions fan. Um, Lions win this week at the Chicago Bears, 34-31. to 
Um, hate to say I told you so, but I also love to say I told you so. I predicted they would win this game. Uh, I forgot what I said on air. I know I predicted my article 27-17. They win this game 34 31 um mvp of the game for the lions uh jay you gotta go with mitch trubisky here eh yeah definitely mitch and matt nagy yeah as usual (laughs) as chicago bears fans um they are much closer in the world than people think historically no the bears have playoff appearances uh super bowl appearances all that but as of right now as an organization I don't know the more desirable job, the Detroit Lions or the Chicago Bears, but I, I'm almost leaning Detroit Lions. The Bears are really bad. Oh, yeah, Detroit's the more desirable job. I mean, Hands the, down. the Mitch Trubisky pick is a nightmare. Uh, Foles is, is nothing better there. And if I'm a player, at least I get to go play in a dome for the Lions. Well, you can't. You, I just got to drop it just because big dick Nick. Yeah, no, you just got to say it, and, and that's fair, and that's fair. So Lions win this week, and I'm going to be completely honest with you um, on this one, Jay. Like, I did not uh, – I had my buddy's 30th birthday on Saturday. We had a small group get together. Um, I drank a ton, and I actually fell asleep for most of this Lions game. And when I was watching football, it wasn't the Lions – that much, if I'm being honest, but I know, you know, Mitch... So, whoa, whoa, whoa. you didn't watch the game? I watched, For like... once, I sat and watched the entire <laughs> Lions game. My Bills bad. weren't on, yeah. my Steelers weren't on, so I sat and watched the game because I was like, okay, I gotta have some good content good. so we can talk about this game, and yeah. then you didn't fucking watch it? I watched, I watched, I watched uh, a good, a, enough of the game, and then, and, then, and then I watched all the highlights, and then I watched all the highlights. You uh, nascar I'm sorry, I just, like, the team, I was just kind of done with them, and I already knew what was going to happen. I I told you it was going to happen. I knew they'd win the game, and they did. So Lions win. Well, did they win? Well, yeah, I mean by by score, on, the, on the scoreboard. On the they scoreboard, won. they won. Or did or did uh, Chicago win it for them? Uh, I mean, absolutely. Like, I mean, that, those were two. Those were two. Uh, you know, chimpanzees throwing throwing <laughs> shit at each other. But I think with this win, number one, I was very happy with uh, very happy. You know, like is, is a loose phrase here, but I was happy with this win because number one, like even if they lose out, like the draft pick is the draft pick. Like that's already said. Like it's gone. Like you know, we're too late in the season. We're all going to be we're going to be somewhere in that like ten to fifteen range. Right. Um. So it's it's just whatever. I was just happy for the spite win because Patricia never beat the Bears. And it was just really nice to see uh, the Lions win a game the week after Patricia was gone um, and put up 34 points. Whether it was given to him or not, for me, it was just happy to see a win column with Patricia gone and to beat the Bears for the first time in three years because, you know, fuck the Bears. Um, So everything, once again, goes back to my spite for Patricia. Right. And you know what I saw um, with that? I saw a lot of a team that come out that came out with some excitement. Mm-hmm. For once, yeah, I agree with that. And and one of the key things is when even the announcers hit on it when they showed Stafford in the in the tunnel and he was smiling. They're like, you never see Matt Stafford smile in a tunnel before the game. He's such a boom 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 guy, mm-hmm. and he's smiling in there. And that just goes to show the changes that's just made been made in just a week's time mm-hmm. that with, with Patricia being gone and Bevel taking over. And, and and just to be clear here, like this is one Lions win, but um, that's all it takes in this city. I mean, in the, 
the NFL in general is, you know, it's a week by week business. You hear it all the time, but it's obviously the, in my opinion, it's the biggest overreaction sport there is just because it probably is the biggest sport and there's seven days, you know, most of the time in between games. Um, And with Lions fans, like there, it's easy to get our hopes up. Uh, You know, all it takes is one win after Patricia is fired and then CBS, NBC, every NFL network, guess who's in that in the hunt graphic? (laughs) Oh, that Honolulu blue in the hunt sandwiched between the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears and San Francisco. And it just says in the hunt. And that is enough to rustle the jimmies up. It's enough to get that Kool-Aid seeping back into the veins. But I got to tell you, excuse me, I'm not falling for it. Um, I truly believe, truly, truly, truly believe the Lions will go 0-4 to close this year. I disagree with that. Okay. I think they're going to go 1-3. Oh, that's okay. I like that. I <laughs> they, like that. They're going to they're gonna lose. So um, what do we, real quick, let's, so what do we got? We're, we're, we're Green Bay. Yep. I don't even know where. I think it's home. I think they have three home games to close the year. Yeah. I think they go Green Bay. They're on the road at Tennessee, right? I'm not looking at anything yeah, here. Just Super Tampa Lions Bay. fan here. Tampa Bay fan, or Tampa Bay at home. And then they close the year at Minnesota. Minnesota, yep. And fun fact, we have not beat Minnesota in the last, I don't know, six times we've played them, and we haven't been within one score um, in any of them. Right. Something like that. Some ridiculous stat. So I say you lose to Green Bay. Same. Lose to Tampa Bay. Uh, Tennessee. You're going to lose to Tennessee. Yep, we're going to lose to Tennessee. Lose to Tampa Bay. Yep, we're going to lose to Tampa Bay. And you're going to beat... Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. My only difference is I think we're going to lose all four. Um, no, you're gonna you're gonna lose you, Minnesota. I, I don't I don't trust them as much as it pains me. I don't trust Cousins. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. But I don't trust the Lions on the road at Minnesota. They just they just kind of have our number right now. But anyways, that's all it takes for the Kool Aid to come uh, dripping back in. And here's just something I'm gonna say, and I'm not gonna get uh, too excited over it, but. When you become a head coach, you know, it just it just changes anything, it, it, everything. Like, like, you probably knew this more than I did, but, um, you know, you're a little more intertwined with the personnel of the NFL. But, like, I didn't know much about Daryl Bevel, uh, besides that he came from the Seahawks um, when he was our OC. And now he's with the Lions, he's the head coach, so you just look at him a lot more. I started looking at a lot of old pictures of him from Wisconsin. And let me tell you, Lions fans, if you haven't Googled Daryl Bevel, quarterback, Wisconsin Badgers, that guy looks like a dog. He looks, yeah. He's got some very cool fucking pictures. He's got a flat top haircut going. He's got shoulder pads that a middle linebacker should be wearing. Um, and he's got some very cool pictures. And I didn't realize how well-liked he is. I really did not realize that. And you saw it on Sunday after the win when all the players mobbed him. Right, exactly. Um, when you get a win like this, especially a guy that's, you know, up, lifted up as an interim head coach, everyone's going to play for that guy that day. Mm-hmm. You know, he changed things up. He changed the schedule up for the Lions um, this past week. He gave him a, li- a, a lot more free time than Patricia did. Yeah. So they were thankful for that. And like I said, going in, the reason that I picked Detroit to win last week was because 
It's just the same thing of a new quarterback coming in and starting, a new head coach. Everyone's energized. Yeah. The the entire building has that extra spunk and that extra you know pop in their step. Yeah. Each you know Rook, each it's day. like a rookie pitcher going in or a exactly. pitcher coming back from injury, or you got the backup goalie in for hockey. It's just exactly. it's just it, you know you know you got you want to be on your toes for him. You want to play. Everyone I, wants to be you know mind the p's and q's and do everything they can for that person and i really think too they all wanted to stick it to patricia they wanted one and oh without him and they wanted to beat the bears without him and you know and but then again the game was absolutely handed like i saw memes you know gifts and memes uh that was like it showed the win percentage for the bears 99.1 percent then it had a picture of matthew stafford's face love you matthew stafford you know i do with all my heart you know that the, the comeback was because of the fumble right know, at the end oh of the yeah game. right right in the yeah, you couldn't put it fumble anywhere else, you know, right <laughs> in the within, red zone. Seven yards, seven yards. Yeah, yard you're good to go. So there was that, and then, but one thing I did think was interesting, probably an unfair edit, also on the internet. Uh, there's a clip of Patricia's first win, um, and it shows him winning, taking off the headset and jogging, and none of the players come around him. And then it shows Bevel's first win, and like you know, they're all, they're borderline dumping Kool Aid on him or Kool Aid, ha, <laughs> dumping Kool Aid on me, uh, Gatorade on him. So. Um, yeah, Lions win. They move to, what What are they? F- they have five now, right? Yep. Yep, five and seven. Yep, five and seven. Um, and then they got Green Bay this week at home. Rodgers is absolutely... A bad em- man. A bad man, bad man. Uh, you know, like, hey, I might get shit on this by Lions fans. Rodgers is one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch he's incredible he throws one of the nicest balls he uh can he can move he's got mobility he is amazing his face sucks his helmet sucks his attitude sucks i mean his own family doesn't like him but that guy can fucking ball i absolutely would drink a shit ton of blue lights with rogers oh yeah i mean he's a guy that would drink blue lights and and he's a scotch guy is he yeah oh yeah he talks about you know you know, each time after a win, he wants to go home and have a nice glass of scotch. Yeah, I'm not going to sit but, here and, and suck Green Bay and Rodgers' dick too hard. But I will say, if I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, genuinely, I don't get it. It pisses me off. Dude, draft that guy a weapon. Trade for somebody besides Devontae Adams. Because, I mean, Valdez, Scantling, and uh, who else do they got over there? Like uh, Aaron Jones, the running back. Oh, Jones is sick. Stud! Wide outs. I'm talking pass catchers. That's it. Pass catchers. That's it. Lazard? No. The only reason these are names is because they're with Rodgers. Right. They drop a lot of passes. Tanyan? Cut by the Lions. He's having a good year, but... Well, that goes to show you how great of a player Rodgers yes. is. And look at Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys. Everyone thought, oh, he's a savior. going to come and take it. No, it was all because of Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. He's not a great coach, but he had great players out there. And when with Rodgers and McCarthy, he could change plays at the line and do different things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what made that's what got him this Dallas Cowboys job. But um, Rodgers is a hell of a player, great player. And the Packers are absolutely the second best team in the NFC. Because of him. Yes, absolutely. Solely because of him. Yeah, I agree. They don't. They're not. They're not that scary otherwise. But so here we go. Prediction for this week. You're hearing it here first. Lions are going to get uh, ass thrashed. They're going to get their asses thrashed. I'm sorry. They're done. Thirty-four uh, seventeen. Green Bay at Ford Field. I think it's going to be closer than you think. Okay. Yeah, I think the 
the Packers going to stumble a little bit. Detroit's going to be in it. They're going to be energized. I would say after. if there were fans there, it would be closer. That dead stadium, I think, makes a huge difference because Kool-Aid Nation would be out this week. They got week. fan noise. Yeah, it's not fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, I Ford think... Field can rock when it Oh, rocks. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think um, it's going to be a lot closer than, than it is, but Green Bay's going to pull away late at the end. It's, so it's going to be uh, 34-24. Oh, Green so Bay. 34 is the magic number for Green Bay? Yep. Uh, you got a, a one touchdown difference. So you got 24, right? Yep. I got 17. All right. So there's our predictions. Either way, I think the Lions go down to Green Bay this week. Um, and I will say it here. I'll say it here again. Bevel might be a great dude. He might be a cool guy. Um, I'm sure he's great. I just I don't want him as the next head coach just because I want – I just we just need a clean sweep. We just need a new regime. We need a new thought process. I agree. Um, I mean, and and the only way we're making the playoffs is if we go four and zero. And this four and zero to close it out is you're not making the two, playoffs. Two, yeah, two so. division games. Tennessee, who's Vrabel? Vrabel is gonna drag his nutsack across our collective foreheads. <laughs> so just be ready for that. All right. While we are a Detroit-based podcast, got to touch on Bills Mafia here. Um, got Ju with me as always with his bright red Bills quarter zip on. Um, it's a full zip, by the way. Oh, it is a full zip. Full, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm a big quarter zip guy myself. I'm not quite a dad yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> I got my fucking, literally my generic gray <laughs> Patagonia. I think every white guy fucking north of the Mississippi, which doesn't really make sense, has one of these Patagonias. Um, so, Bills took on San Fran this week. And I've got to be honest with you. So that was the was that Monday night game? Yes. yes. Monday night late game after I lost a mortgage payment on the Steelers yeah. uh, earlier that night. Because mm-hmm. that was um, just just, just going to do a quick join me in a golf clip for Alex Smith. Just real quick. Just oh, yeah. I do. Clip. I do. Yeah. Just Alex Smith. Nice job. Alex is my guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm a little bit in the hole because of you. But um, congrats on that win, man. I mean, most gutsy thing ever. You haven't played a game in two years. Alex Smith. Big shout out to you. I know you're definitely listening, uh, <laughs> um, but that was that was pretty incredible. So hats off to Alex Smith for that win. Um, and Alex Smith did did one of the smartest plays of the football game. What's that? When right before the half, all right, he got sacked, and he got up, took the ball, and ran to the sideline. They had no timeouts left. There was about seven seconds left, and they were just gonna just spot the ball and let them kick the field goal. But he ran off with the ball, so they had to stop the clock to get the K ball in. Yeah. To do that, and then they could go and kick the ball. That's they one stopped of the, the clock for that. They stopped the clock for that because he ran off with the ball. That's wild. Yeah. Are one you, of the smartest plays. Are you allowed to do that and not kick a field goal? No, you can't because you have to get the ball in. You have to if you're going to kick a field goal. If you're going to kick up, there are two different balls that they use. Yeah. There's a K ball for kicking. And then a regular ball that they used to play. Is that fishy? No, it's not fishy. That's the rules. That's how it's been. Is the ball different? Yes. How? Because, okay, <clears throat> during the week, each quarterback, well, a equipment guy knows how a quarterback likes his football. Mm-hmm. All right? So, if he likes, a, some quarterbacks like it with a lot of, of grip on it, with the nubby stuff on it, and that makes it more slick okay. and everything. Some guys don't like the slickness. A lot of guys, majority of the guys, 
don't like the slickness. So that's why they'll put wax on it and brush it down. Okay. And put it in like a shoe sander and sand some of that leather down on yeah. it. So it, it gets that. And, they're, and they're all inspected before they're to make sure they're meeting certain. So it's within a threshold, though, obviously, right? Like only I, the air pressure. Okay. Is is with that threshold? So you you can't. I could douse it and stick them and. You can't douse it and stick them. I'm just curious, man. No, you, you said can, you, you said can, air pressure is yeah, all. Yeah, but you you can't put stick them on Velcro? it. Velcro? No. All right. <laughs> you, but you can brush it down and everything like that. And um, and then kicking balls, they don't do anything with it because kickers want it as slick as possible. Yeah. So you know, the day I realized those balls are super slick was the day Tony Romo fumbled that fucking extra point. That ball, the that, that ball looked like it went through a bottle of KY. Exactly. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, I, you know that's what happens. I yeah, just, yeah. Don't don't take away from my Bills Mafia. No, okay, let's go. I, back I did. To I did. Yeah, back to Bills Mafia. I'm like doing all I can to not talk about them. Just <laughs> kidding. But I thought that game. I thought that game with a minus two line for the Bills. Uh, no, sorry, minus two in favor of the Niners. Was a uh, it was an absolute. I thought the Niners were going to win that game, even though I did say last week I do think the Bills would win. But that's only because Ju was looking at me. If he wasn't looking at me, if his Niners guy was looking at me, I probably would have said Niners. Are but win. the thing is, remember, I, I had a tough one picking this game as well. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, and uh, Niners are getting healthy. The they're getting healthy. They got guys coming back. Long travel. Um, I have not. The Bills have not won a game, a Monday night game since 1999. Holy sweet Since shit. Doug Flutie. Flutester. Flutie Flakes. Yeah. <laughs> it was quarterback for them. So they hadn't won a Monday night game since 99. That's a crazy stat. Exactly. So that was all in play going into this game. And absolutely the Buffalo Bills. I could not have been... More proud yeah. to be a former Bill. I could not have been more proud to be from Buffalo, New York. Hell yeah. Watching that performance. National it was stage. all around a total domination of the Niners mm-hmm. in the kicking game on defense and on offense. Mm-hmm. Everything. I was so excited with that game. And Josh Allen played out his ass. Yeah. Played terrific. Gotta say, Josh Allen's one of the most fun guys to watch in the NFL. Mo- one of the most exciting quarterbacks. And you know, we, you know, we were off air. We were just talking about the quarterbacks in that draft. Real quick, let's just let's just talk about him. Baker Mayfield, uh, Sam Darnold, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. These are out of order. I was in order, then I was out of order. Right. So in order, it's Baker, Darnold, Josh, R- Josh, Rosen. Okay. Holy shit, yuck. Yeah, Lamar. Lamar. Yeah. So if you're looking at those right now, for this year, it's... it's. had to pause for a second. It's no question Josh Allen's the, the leader in the clubhouse there. Right. You got to show respect to Lamar. Last year is the MVP. But if I'm picking my quarterback from that group of guys, 100%, I'm picking Josh Allen 10 out of 10 times. Hands down. Not even close. Josh Allen, and I, I tweeted this because at the time of this draft, I was... um. Doing broadcasting in Buffalo area, and I went to his pro day, and I said he is a mini Ben Roethlisberger. 
Yeah, I can see that. He is a guy yeah. that they need in Buffalo. Strong arm that can cut through that wind yeah. in Orchard Park. And he's and got that just grit. Like, you know, he wants to be out there. He wants that, to be part yeah. of the mob. He would go through a table. You oh, know what he I mean? definitely yeah, go through a table. Yeah, he'd go through a table. And, you know, the thing is this. Think about this now. You think of Buffalo quarterbacks. You think of uh, Frank Wright. You think of Jim Kelly. Yeah. Four straight Super Bowls. Yeah, oh, I never heard. Yeah, I mean, most Josh Allen is the first Bills quarterback to ever win AFC Player of the Week. Three times in really? one season. That's crazy. Yeah, and, absolutely. And when was the last? Do you have any idea when the last time they won the division is? Because I mean, that's you know the Patriots. Ninety five. Oh my 1995. god. Nineteen ninety five. My god, that's crazy. Yeah, absolutely crazy. And um, you know, I'm I'm just so enamored with this Bills team and the way that it's put together. Um, from the general manager Brandon Bean. The head coach, Sean McDermott, his assistant coaches, um, the way that they structured this team, each year it was just, it, it, was, it was, you knew there was a plan every year going into it. And now they're almost at the cusp of where they want to be. They're not quite there yet. I am not saying the Bills yeah, are a Super gonna, Bowl I was gonna, team. I was going to have to slow you down and everything like excited. that. But they're at the cusp of where they want to be right now. Absolutely. And I think from a Lions fan's perspective, because that's my job here on this podcast, is keep putting the, the focus on the <laughs> shittiest organization in sports, um, is to focus on this was our two top co- coaching candidates that we were talking about uh, last week when we finished a bottle of Josh and we talked for two hours. Uh, we, went, we had uh, Brian Dabble versus uh, Salah uh, with uh, – sorry – Brian Dabble, offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, versus defensive coordinator on the San Francisco 49ers, uh, Sala. And they want Michigan government is writing letters. Do you see this? Yeah, I saw that. That is ridiculous and asinine, and I want them to stop. I don't even know what that's all about. That seems weird and shady to me. But, obviously, Dable wins this round. Well, Michigan, Michigan government, a lot of fans, they did a petition. Weird. Because why? Because Salas, a hometown boy, and everything like that. And I'm here. I'm here as the voice of reason for you Lions fans. Talk to me. I'm here for you Lions fans. The voice of reason. Please, please, please do not look in the jewelry box and just want the shiny jewel. Yeah, I don't. Don't do that. Because... It hasn't worked for you Lions fans. No. Take a look at it, all right? You guys, you saw the game, and I'm sticking to this. I am saying if Brian Dayball is is not the head coach for the Detroit Lions next year, Detroit ownership management made a huge, huge huge mistake. You know that's the guy I want. For not taking this guy. You saw his creativity on offense. You saw what he did with a quarterback from like Josh Allen from his first year coming in to year three now. You saw the maturation process of that and what he's done with Josh Allen. This is something he can bring to Detroit. I want it. And he will... And I think if you're going to start off on a clean slate, bring a new head coach and bring a new general manager in, you need a new quarterback yeah. in here. What can he do with a guy? With like his guy. Justin Fields? Yeah. 
Huh? Just saying. <laughs> just saying. That's the guy we want. That's the guy I want. Um, and we'll just see what they do. He I don't absolutely think... torched Sala this week. And don't get me wrong. They were both Michigan State guys and everything like that. Dable, also Western New York, through and through guy. His mom, his, his grandparents, his wife's parents, everybody is from Western New York. He's from Western New York. He's played in the tough, gritty. He's been in the tough, gritty AFC um, conference for 17 out of his last, out of his 20 coaching years. He's been in the AFC East conference. Yeah. All right. He knows what it takes to win. Lions are going to hire Salah, and we're going to be doing this. This guy has three, three Super Bowl rings. Yeah. I mean, I hear you. you. You don't have to yell at me. I wish I was in charge of the hire, but I'm not. And we got the government writing letters to bring Salah along because Michigan gets their rocks off to a local guy. So this week, though, potentially game of the week. I'm looking at other games across the board. I don't think it's a. I don't even think it's a question. I think game of the week this week is Steelers at Bills. Um, the line to me is definitely. Um, a little spooky. It's Buffalo Bills minus two and a half. Ju, I need your prediction. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go first. This is your team. Excuse me. I'm ignorant. I'm rude. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, my apologies. Let, let, yes. Can so, I come to the ball late? So to even. Yeah. Fine. Fine with me. So let's sprinkle. Like I mean, just to sprinkle a little more disrespect on this. Steelers have been my team all year. I know it's one of your favorite teams as well, but nothing compared to the Buffalo Bills. I completely understand that. I am actually gonna do something that's gonna upset you my friend and i am going to take the pittsburgh steelers in this game off an embarrassing loss at home to washington they are gonna go into buffalo and they are gonna win this game by a score of 27 to 25 pittsburgh steelers at buffalo bills mm. you know i i respect that you know i i totally respect that before you get going the only reason i, I gotta do this is i can't the Steelers have by far won me the most money this year. Every year with Lions fans, if they're bad, you got to pick a backup team. The Steelers have been my go-to team, so I'm going to ride with them one How more much time. Did they win you against the football team? <laughs> fucking lost, <laughs> lost so much on the fucking football team. I lost so much on the football team, but good job, Alex Smith. <laughs> well, I think um, you know I. I'm not mad at you for that pick. I appreciate that. I'm not mad at you at all. Uh, Pittsburgh's going to come back. They're going to be pissed off. And if there's anybody that can get them in the right mindset, it's Mike Tomlin. Tomlin, baby. You know how much, you know how I feel about Tomlin. And Mike Tomlin's going to get them in the right mindset to do that. And Buffalo, they like we talked about the last time they won a you know Monday night game was 1999. They're absolutely shit in prime time game short week you got people in buffalo saying oh my god i hope you know like can we please not have any more prime time games other than this before this past week everything like that but the steelers they need to develop a run game they do not have a run game you had six cracks at it from the one yard line and they could not punch it in against the washington football team i'm going to say something that doesn't matter at all connor's back this week connor's nothing i understand not he's not nothing but connor's back but that's not going to improve the run game it's not going to improve the run game um you know i like benny snell jr i, I think he's a he's a great run well they give it to snell on the goal line anyways right they did you know and uh he didn't get in but I'm telling you, I really, really like the momentum this Buffalo Bills team's going, and I got to go with the Bills. I and think they're gonna, they're gonna, 
They're going to find a way to, to gut out a win. And it's going to be a close game. I say 17 to 27, Buffalo. Wow. Ten-point game. Not that close of a game. Two-score game. That's yeah, a blow in the NFL, one. Jay. I don't know. I never played there, but to me, that sounds like a blowout. <laughs> I am going I'm, – I'm not just picking the Steelers because of this, but because of that momentum play, that – Feeling good to feeling bad type of momentum. That's when the NFL just, you know, spins your head around in confusion. And that's why I think taking advantage of this Steelers. I haven't seen a plus sign in front of a Steelers line since maybe week one of the NFL and probably not. So by virtue of that, I just am jumping all over it. Right. And, you know, that's the thing, too. Buffalo, we don't like to be, you know, with that minus sign in front of us. Yeah. But we got the right management. We got the right GM. We got the right head coach that's going to keep us on that straight and narrow and keep us that on that mindset of, hey, you know, let's go and gut this out and let's get this done. Well, I can't wait for Sunday night. I really, I mean, that is, that game really rustles my jimmies. That's two fun teams to watch. And I'm, you know, excited to see Josh Allen versus the guy you just compared him to, Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Um, Young Josh Allen versus old Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> old as shit. Um, okay, so let's move quickly into our locks of the week. Last week... Uh, so this is embarrassing. Me and Jay, you got absolutely smoked this week. Smoked, like embarrassingly smoked. Wasn't even close. I had, excuse me, I had the Titans minus six hosting. They were at home versus the Cleveland Browns. Um, I, I took them as the lock of the week minus six. Um, they got blown out. They made it a little close at the end, but they got absolutely blown out. Titans lost with the Browns visiting. Can't put, can't wrap my head around it. Still don't think the Browns are legit. Still think the Titans are legit. I'm just washing that. I'm locking that one up as a wash. Um, and by the way, you know, on Instagram, anybody who follows me on Instagram, you follow my stories and you look at my picks. I tell you, you guys love to jump all over me when I am wrong. I get the DMs, ouch, what the hell is this? I lost money on that, this and that. I went two and two. 500 in the betting world is fucking winning. I didn't hear shit about my two other picks, the Rams or Green Bay, all right? And then I got my teaser wrong because the Seahawks, I don't know what the Seahawks did this week, but everyone just fucking grow up, all right? It's betting, all right? I'm wrong sometimes, but I'm going to keep pumping it every week because that's the only way you win. You stand in the batter's box, you take your lumps. If you want those good picks, you follow me. Yeah, follow J.U. He doesn't post his picks, but but he might start. Calls 30-30. Yeah, on let's, IG. Let's just remember I Cheap was five and zero week. <laughs> I went five and zero week one. He went one and four. Um, and then Ju's. So like let, to move into Ju's picks here. Uh, he had the Chargers in a pick'em. The Chargers didn't score a point this week and gave up forty five at home. So follow Ju for all your picks and all all all, all that. So both of us went zero and two on our picks this week. We need to hurry this up. So let's move into our locks of this week. Ju, what do you got? Lock of the week. Lock of the week. I got the Cleveland Browns, who you don't believe in. I don't. Plus one against the Baltimore Ravens. I'm locking in Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns at home on Monday night football. Wow. I, that is an awesome pick. That is a ballsy pick. Plus one versus the Ravens. So you're essentially picking them to win. You're not You're not saying they're going to cover that one. They're, they're going to win the game. Yeah, they're winning. Cleveland Browns money line. Baker, Baker, touchdown maker. Oh, God, I hate it. I do. I will say... Love the Baker progressive commercials. Probably Absolutely. a cool take. They're hilarious. Yes. They're fucking hilarious. Okay. My lock of the week. Um, 
I love to go, I love beating up on the NFC East. Right now, the Philadelphia Eagles are in complete free fall. They have Jalen Hurts starting at quarterback next week. I'm not saying that's, i just saying they don't know where they're going. The fact that they drafted him is confusing. The fact that this team has fallen so far since their Super Bowl, they don't know which way is up. The Saints' defense has been one of the top defenses in the league. They get pressure. They create confusion. I know they're on the road. I know the team is going to step up for Jalen Hurts. I think it's going to be closer than people think, but I also think it's not going to be within seven points. I got the Saints at Eagles minus seven this week in the 430 time slot. Mm. Who that? All right, so now that we have given you our predictions for week 14 of the NFL, good luck to everybody in their fantasy playoffs if they have started this week. Um, and just good luck to the end of the season. This is when it gets real spicy. It's like the witching hour of the whole NFL. Um, and I just always think it's you know wild of how much we always want football to come back. And then it just seems to just always whip by. It, just, it always blows my mind that it, in the middle of summer – you just can't even fathom how long away week 14 is. And then you're in week 14. It's just like, wow, it's done in, you know, a month or so. You're right. I mean, a little longer than that. But anyways, we gave you our predictions. Here's something that's unpredictable. The last part of the show over under, if you've never listened before, I get 10 topics from my buddy, Jerry, who lives in Cleveland. He shout said, out, Jerry. Shout out, Jerry. In shout the out. land. Okay, don't hype him up too much. He's not that cool. I do I this. picked the Browns. This is pretty much charity work. Um, so Jerry, Jerry's an accountant. I don't know. He's He's got some shit going on. He sends me this list every week. It's 10 items. I've never seen it. We go through it. We tell you if it's over or underrated. Uh, pretty simple concept. I think you'll get it right away if you've never listened. So let's start here, Jay. I'll lead off. <clears throat> Number one on the list, Jerry Rubino got his email, LGRW. That's what he always opens it with, which I do respect. Number one on the list, number one, real Christmas trees. Great item on the list here, Jerry. I am leading this one off, and I am going to say vastly, grossly underrated. I am a real tree realist. I love getting a real tree every year. The whole room smells of pine. It's fun to go get it. Um, and I just really enjoy having a real Christmas tree. I water it. You know, we vacuum up the needles. Uh, maybe people will look at that as a negative. To me, that feels like Christmas. I grew up with real trees. I get real trees today. I love getting a real Christmas tree every year. Underrated real Christmas tree. Real Christmas trees, huh? Uh, I grew up with a real Christmas tree every year. Yeah. Uh, but I would like to say it's overrated. Wow. Uh, you know, you have to water it, have to pick up the pine It's not needles. a chore, it's the holidays. You had to do all those things. It's part of the magic. Go out and you got to pretend you're happy and like go to a Christmas tree farm. I love getting a Christmas saw tree. Saw it down. Bah humbug, Scrooge. You know, everything like that. Jay Scrooge. <laughs> so no, a real Christmas tree is overrated. Wrong take from J.U. there. He apparently hates Christmas. I love Christmas. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Number like two, Thanksgiving better. Yeah, well, that's not that holiday anymore. <laughs> it passed. You had your time. Number two on the list, Ju, you're going first here. Number one. Oh, number two. Oh, wow. Here we go. Josh Allen. Josh <laughs> Allen. Jesus Christ. Ready for this? Oh my goodness. Josh Allen, highly, 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 highly underrated. Josh Allen should be in the discussion for league MVP. 
this year. That's insane. I don't think he should be league MVP. Uh, not not realistically winning it. He can be in the discussion. That's fine. like look at his numbers. I, I guess I need to. Men lie, women lie. But numbers never lie. Hey, man, that's fucking wisdom. I'm also in the underrated camp. I think Josh Allen rocks, and I think he couldn't have landed in a better place than Buffalo. Um, but we've talked about Josh Allen at nauseum, so this one was already figured out. Jerry has a way of doing that. He did. He's done this a couple times. Jerry's a soothsayer. Okay, easy. I think you. I. I think the the shtick is that we don't like Jerry. Right? I like Jerry. Yeah, I can tell. And you gotta like. We gotta switch that up. Yeah. Jerry's my guy. Oh Jesus Christ! Number three on the list. <laughs> Rollerblades. Uh, so <laughs> I don't remember. <coughs> excuse me. Whoa, I don't remember the last time I rollerbladed. But I think rollerblades got this cool retro vibe to them. And I think if you do rollerblades the right way, they can be pretty sick. And you know what? You know what? This summer, I'm gonna get myself a pair of rollerblades and see what it feels like. Cause I don't remember the last time I rollerbladed. But I love ice skating. Gotta feel rollerblade now. Underrated. See, this goes back to how much of a guy Jerry is, all right? Because this topic, I like you, like you, you have, I haven't seen these topics, hmm. and yeah. rollerblading was absolutely huge. In my, I used to, in the summertime, I would go to Houston, Texas, and compete in rollerblading contests. You're fucking shitting me. I shit you not. I had a pair of nice, because I remember. Because I'm a good old Catholic boy, yeah. so for confirmation, it, for when I got confirmed, I got... Look, look, you're so excited, you can barely talk. About I know, right? My got. first, my confirmation present was a pair of rollerblades. Yeah. And then I graduated up to a nice pair of K2s. This is insane. And there were nice green K2 rollerblades. And I have so many trophies in my mom's attic from winning rollerblading contests. J.U., I learned something new about you every week, and that is absolutely insane. Right. You were a, so, rollerblading's highly underrated. You're like a fullback. You're like the you're like a giant black guy. I would never have expected you to be sick at rollerblading. Remember we're walking up here and we're talking about ice skating? Yeah. And I said, yes, I can ice skate. You, you, I did not look at you weird. I didn't question it. I didn't say a thing. You jumped all over me for that one. And honestly, I would give you ice skating. Rollerblading, I would not. That would be the rollerblading is different than ice skate, but that's amazing. That's fucking amazing. That's amazing. We gotta go rollerblading. We gotta oh, do this podcast rollerblading. Love a good rollerblade session. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I that we could just stop it here. That was. I'm my socks are blown off. Number four. Who went first? I went first. So you're first. Yeah. Number four. This is funny because we already talked about this. Doing Secret Santa with friends or coworkers. Highly, highly overrated. A bad experience. Yeah, no, I don't want to do it because I always get someone a good gift and then they get me a shit gift. So I have a question. Is Secret Santa, is White Elephant the same as Secret Santa? Secret Santa is like you get a gift for someone that you know who it is, but they don't know who it is, right? Yeah. And White Elephant is the weird thing where you pass it all around and you do the gifts and the swaps and there's like Yankee swap and all that stuff, right? See, like, see, in your household, you call it like White Elephant. In 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 the in the, in our household, we call it Dirty Santa. Dirty Santa. Yeah. I like that more. Yeah. yeah. Anthony Lynn was the one that came up with that. Dirty for, Santa. Yeah, we used to put Dirty Santa in the running backs room, and uh, yeah, so that's the one you. You can I like that. skip over, yeah. So Dirty I like Santa. that. So I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with you, Secret Santa's overrated. But Dirty Santa. But Dirty yeah. Santa. Okay, I, I agree. I agree with that. I like White Elephant. I like Dirty Santa because it's just, it's chaos. Right. 
And you can just buy for, like, whatever. Exactly. And it creates competition to have a good gift. Like, I like that. Exactly. All right, number five. I'm first. Uh, Robert Sala. Robert Sala, I'm going to say he's overrated. He just got dusted up by the by fucking Dable. He just got dusted up. And, I'm, and, and the only reason now he's overrated, he was fine. He was rated where he needed to be. But now that the government is writing fucking letters to the Fords during a pandemic, it's weird. It's all weird now, and I don't trust anything, and I just I just am over it, and I think it's overrated. Um, I think uh, Robert Sala, he's... I'm not saying as a Detroit head coach, but as a head coach, he's underrated. So he needs to be a head coach somewhere, but I don't think it's in Detroit. And and again, I don't think he was overrated until this weird Michigan government fetish happened. Right. Like, that has made him, now people are slap about him, I don't like it. Um, okay. Um, who was up? I was up first, now you're up. Number six, Niagara Falls. The American side or the Canadian side? Well, that's that is not specified because the American side is highly overrated. I, I mean, yeah. The Canadian side, that's where it's at, because I got married on the Canadian side. A little FYI, my Jim. wife's Canadian, and uh, but uh, so much to do on the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. There's a real live Mario Kart track. That's exhilarating. Yeah, you can ride a go-kart and go through all these things there. It's Clifton Hills, unreal, underrated. Um, I'm just going to go blanket un- underrated in general. Like, And I will – my family and I used to take trips up there uh, when I was little, and Niagara Falls is absolutely exhilarating. Dude, and you should have hit me up, man. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, breathtaking. Absolutely breathtaking. If you haven't been to the falls, it's breathtaking. Um, didn't know you got married there. You and Jerry like should just do the show together because he seems to just. Jerry's my boy. It sounds like it. I'm gonna say underrated as well. Um, and the the Canadian side was always nicer. Um, but yeah. very fond memories of going to Niagara Falls and some of the most breast breathtaking. Uh, breast breast <laughs> breathtaking. Hey, you're the one that got married there, man. Not me. <laughs> Number seven. This is funny. Um, getting a car wash. Um, I, I go first here, right? Yeah. I think this is overrated. Whoa, Jesus, slamming the table. <laughs> I think this is overrated. Um, I am going to be the first to admit I'm pretty lazy with washing my car because it never looks that dirty to me, and I never want to spend the money on it. And then in summer, I I will, like, do it myself, hose it down before I go take it to get washed, but I don't really even do it myself. I really think it's overrated, especially since I lease. So maybe that's lazy. Maybe that's ignorant. I think there's something, like, wrong with me that I don't like getting my car wash. Um, but my wife loves getting the car wash, and she hates me for my lack of enthusiasm on getting the car wash. So I'm going to stick with overrated. Getting the car wash. Highly, highly, highly underrated. Oh, my God. The wife and I love a good car wash. <laughs> we will go to the car wash, and once we're in and the lights and the different soaps and everything's going, we crank up the music and have a dance party in the car. That's insane. Um, and now I'm in trouble if my wife hears this because we're going to have to go get car washes more often and have a lot of fun doing it, apparently. Um, but for me, I just think it's a waste of time. It'll rain, put some dawn on the car, it'll clean. Um, <laughs> number eight, uh, this is you, Haunted Houses. Haunted houses are definitely overrated. I'm not going to pay money for someone in a costume to run out and yell boo at me. While I don't disagree with that take, I have a lot of fond memories of going to haunted houses. I think 
let's see if I can put this the right way. Like, so I love the haunted houses time of year, which you know that's October, that's blank, that's not a reason spooky to like haunted season. Yeah, like spooky season. And when you were in high school, like going to a haunted house with like a group of girls at like fifteen or sixteen was like absolutely like exhilarating. Like it 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 was a very fun experience. It was a lame like date night group sort of thing to go to a haunted house. Um, and I think those are very fond memories and I just love spooky season. So I'm into haunted houses. So I'm going to say they're underrated. Nope. They are overpriced. hundred <laughs> percent. Number nine on to me, margaritas, margaritas. Jerry knows I'm a drinker. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say margaritas are overrated. Um, I think that's, that's a crazy incorrect take hangovers suck. Sometimes you can get a really shitty margarita. I think margaritas are in the category of Bloody Marys when ordered from a restaurant or a bar. I love Bloody Marys. I love margaritas. I've had horrible margaritas, and I've had horrible Bloody Marys from bars. I feel like it's very hit or miss. They hit more than they miss, but when they hit, I love them. Margaritas, underrated. Oh, yeah, I'm 100% with you. Margaritas are definitely underrated, and uh, I've had a lot of delicious margaritas in my time. My mother makes the best margaritas. Shout out Mama Calcrick. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, margaritas definitely underrated. I know I was dogging my dad earlier about the dustpan and the can opener. <laughs> my dad also bought me a sick like Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett, Buffett margarita. Yes! yes, yes. That is the best. Yes, it fucking rocks. He got me some strawberry mix. So, you know, I just, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little guilty dogging my dad so much at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, all right, number 10 and final on the list. This is long. It looks like a long sentence. This is like a sentence. Dudes, dudes, jeez, let me back up. Number 10 on the list, dude wipes or wiping your ass with anything better than toilet paper. Obviously not like sandpaper or a shoe, but like baby wipes or Kleenex. So this is he, he kind of mixes himself up here. I think he should have just stopped at wiping your ass with anything better than toilet paper because uh, it, sandpaper is not better than toilet paper. A shoe is not better than toilet paper. And then he ends it with a baby wipe, which could be better. But then he says Kleenex, which is definitely worse. Yeah. So no, he's he's a little bit all over the I, place. You know, being you know, since Jerry and I are boys <laughs> yeah, now, right. you know, so I get where Jerry's going. I get like where this. he's fucking coming. And from. I think it's I'm up, right? Yes, you are. So I'm a. I think it's just toilet paper. And, uh, but, but. No pun intended. Or maybe, <laughs> or maybe it was. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of a nice debate, uh, bidet. Yeah. And then the toilet paper wipe, you mm -hmm. know, just to get it going, you know, mm -hmm. everything like that. But yep. yeah. So, boom, toilet paper. Yeah, J.U., don't forget, is a crab legs at Thanksgiving kind of guy. Not all of us have the luxury of uh, bidets. Um, you, can, you can get one and not everyone, stall it. Not everyone listening played in the NFL. I understand that. So, I'm going to stick with the common man opinion here, and I will just go with, I just like good old-fashioned wiping my ass with toilet paper. I'm sure a bidet feels nice. Maybe one day I'll get to experience yeah, you it. Yeah, you can change the water temperature and everything <laughs> like that. You can go warm water, cold water, everything. So I'm going to say it's wiping your ass with anything other than toilet paper. So I got overrated, and you have what? Is it underrated? With anything other than toilet paper? Yeah, toilet paper is the king, yes. It says dude wipes or wiping your ass with anything better than toilet paper. Well, no, toilet paper, yeah. So, yeah, un um, 
overrated. It's overrated. Yeah. So we have the same take. Yeah. Yeah. You're just. But you know, I like just, a. You're just blowing up with Jerry, and you and you just shared with us that you like like washing your ass essentially. Yeah, after. you gotta yeah. get a nice bidet. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. I just had to dog you for being bougie because that's what I do. <laughs> all right. To recap, to close it out, real Christmas tree. Frank underrated. Ju overrated. Josh Allen underrated across the board. Rollerblades. Holy shit. Underrated across the board. J.U. is apparently a national champ at it. It fucking blows my mind. Secret Santa. Overrated across the board. Sala. Overrated for Frank. Underrated for J.U. Niagara Falls. Underrated across the board. A car wash. Overrated for Frank. Underrated for J.U. Haunted Houses. Underrated for Frank. Overrated for J.U. Margaritas. Underrated across the board. Wiping your ass with anything better than toilet paper. Overrated across the board. That is Fizz47. Thank you all for joining us. I hope everyone has a fantastic week. You win all your bets. You win your fantasy leagues. And everything goes well for you. Peace out. See you guys. Yeah.